0: What I want to look at this morning is the motive for the Jesser, the, the things that we do for God. What is actually the motivation? A couple of weeks ago, we looked at high salvation. Salvation is totally, absolutely surrendering your life to the Lord. It's more than putting your hand up. It's more than saying a little prayer. It's dedicating your life to the Lord. Honoring God and all In every way you can. Honoring him by being in his house. And we'll see in a moment. Honoring him in other ways. Then we looked at the power of prayer. And this is one of the main things. Which Jesus spent a lot of time talking about. In fact he personally taught the disciples. When they asked him to teach us how to pray. And we looked at the Lord's Prayer and seen the importance of prayer and not only the importance of prayer, but because of the power of prayer, because of our communication with God. We certainly have to thank Him. We have to thank Him, acknowledge Him for who He is, Almighty God, acknowledge Him for what He did, became God incarnate in flesh and died in the cross for our sins. So we're to give Him thanks, acknowledge Him, and we're to make intercession. And so we've seen how prayer was important. And there's another aspect which really highlights this importance. So we're going to have two readings, and the first one, as you see, is First Chronicles 16, and we're going to read from verse 28. And it tells us, Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people, and give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable, that it be not moved. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice. And let men say among the nations, The Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice, and all that is therein. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out of the presence of the Lord, because he cometh to judge the earth. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and for his mercy endureth forever. Then we go to Mark 12 from verse 41. And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and behold how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, This poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For they, all they did cast in of their, of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. And you know, when offerings were brought to the house of the Lord, they were put into the treasury. And so they would have referred to putting a gift into the treasury. It was a gift unto the Lord. Now, Mark 12, 44, amen. You go to the next one for me there, guys. This isn't Morgan. It says, For they all did cast of their abundance, but she of her want did cast all that she had, even all her living. You know, in the Old Testament, God's people were encouraged to honor the Lord by bringing in the first fruits of their labors to Him as an act of worship. They certainly worshipped in the temple or the tabernacle, they certainly sang praises and Give glory unto God with the instruments. But you know something? Anybody can play an instrument. And anyone can sing. Anyone can even sing the songs of the Lord. I remember many years ago I was in a flute band and we were in Hollywood. We did the 12th day parade. And obviously at the interval we all headed to this particular club. And this guy started singing, How Great Thou Art! And the whole building, everyone, one, and all, were all singing how great they were. Anyone can sing. Even as a non-Christian, I thought it was beautiful, by the way. But anyhow, we can, anyone can sing. And so how do we show, or how in the Old Testament did they show their love for God? See, it's an outward appearance, isn't it? It's an outward appearance if I play him a saxophone and play a hymn. Who knows what the heart is when I'm doing that? And who knows what their hearts were, but they knew what their hearts were when they gave unto the Lord. In the Old Testament, it was a, a sign of worship unto God, showing God your trust in Him, thanking Him for the first fruits of your labors. It was a way of acknowledging that you may have worked this farm or field or whatever, vineyard, whatever it was you had, but it was God that was giving you the increase. It was God that was blessing you. And so as an acknowledgement, it's got nothing to do with the field. It's got nothing to do with your labors. You're saying, God, thank you for blessing me with this abundance. And so they give them the first fruits of their labors. And in the New Testament, we see Jesus honoring a woman by bringing her generous gift to the temple. And we know he wasn't honoring her because of the quantity of the gift, but he was honoring her because of the motive of the gift. And that was important. You see, there's a verse there, it's one of these verses you maybe don't notice when you're just sort of casually reading. But it says that Jesus sat to the side watching people offer their gifts, and he saw what their contributions were. And so this was a deliberate act from Jesus. wasn't just sitting at the back waiting on the service starting. He strategically positioned himself to watch these people and see the gifts that they were given. And isn't it amazing that the only person he honored was this poor widow? The only person he mentioned on this occasion was this poor widow who demonstrated a good, loving spirit in her giving. And this teaches us that Jesus honors an interest in the treasury, and by that I mean the, the house, bringing to the house of the Lord. It represents an interest in God himself. Again, like I said about the Old Testament, sacrifices and giving, it was all to honor God, a form of worship. And all through the Bible you will see people have expressed an interest in the Lord through their giving. Because this was your practical way of showing God how much you love And Words if they're not spoken with a pure heart or nothing. But an actual act of worship was to give unto God, showing your trust in God. God knowing the actual sacrifice that you were making. And so all through the Bible, people expressed their love for the Lord, their interest in God's work through their giving. Even as far back as Cain and Abel, who both brought a sacrifice and made offerings unto the Lord. Therefore, in the tabernacle, the temple, the synagogues, the Lord was worshipped by means of giving to the treasury. And again, this interest in this treasury represents a concern for the Lord's work. Their giving represented their concern for God and for His work. In the New Testament, when the New Testament church was birthed, people were selling their houses and bringing the money into the treasury for the growth of the gospel. I remember one year at the conference, I wasn't long the chairman, and this guy stood up and he said, we should be like Acts 2 church. I says, that's great, you sell your house and bring the money into the council of ministers and we'll make sure it goes to the gospel. So be careful what you want, Church. But they showed can you just see the dedication back then? To sell your house and give it every penny to the Lord. To try to lie to the Lord, and they were both carried out. So they knew exactly where their heart was in the New Testament church. And this widow, we know where her heart was. We can assume safely that she was a regular attender to the temple. Brother Sloan spoke a few weeks ago on a Wednesday evening about the, the uh, two women whose names are mentioned. And they were midwives. And here's a lady whose name's not mentioned, but we can learn so much from her. She obviously, as I've said, was not well, once every so often attendee at the, at the, at the church or the temple. But whenever she was there, we can definitely be sure that she gave unto the work of the Lord. And she did this because she knew that it was for the Lord. It was for the upkeep of the temple and for the provision for the sacrifices. Again, this interest for the continuation and the prospering of the work of the Lord. You see, God's people are involved in God's work and they give to advance it. When we gave into the house of the Lord, when we gave this morning, we're giving for the advancement of God's work. And God's people are involved in this. And the Lord honors those who honor him and show an interest in his work and in his his church. And I think we should periodically ask ourselves, how interested am I in the treasury of the Lord? You see, your record of giving discloses your interest in God's work. And the advancement of God's kingdom on earth. Because the Lord sees our giving. The Lord knows our giving. And if we're a tempier and not a tither, that's not much interest in God's work, folks. It's not much interest in God's work. It's showing God how much you want to see his kingdom extended. It's showing God how much you love his church. I remember speaking to an elder from a, well, let's say we're another Church. We were at this evangelical men's training ministry thing. I can't really remember the proper title of it, but we were all talking over lunch. And I was boasting about Glenn Macken. He was an elder at the time. And I said, we are very faithful people. Many of our people tithe. And he says, many of our people give ten p And he says, and I'm not joking either. But that shows their interest in God's work. But even more so, it shows God their interest in his work. How interested am I, Lord, in your work? And Jesus honors, therefore, a proper motive towards giving. So spoke last week of a, a, a proper prayer. People pray to be seen, I told you about a young man. We had many years ago, he's left, but when he prayed, Lord, I don't know Alan Stevens, but I'm going to pray for him. I don't know David Cunningham, but I ain't going to pray for him. I remember saying to him, do you think the Lord doesn't know you don't know him? And what are you telling everybody for? The sad thing was it was to be seen, folks. Just like Jesus gave the parable of the Pharisee and the publican. He prayed to be seen. He prayed to be acknowledged by men. And people, therefore, we need to look at our motive towards our giving. Jesus knows our motive towards our giving. Do we give to be seen? It reminds me of I don't know if you've ever watched it. Uh, forgive me, because I really enjoyed it, the Godfather tri- uh, trilogy. <laughs> and in that film, they show uh, just before they they kill the Godfather, here where it was, they're they're bringing this statue of the Virgin Mary down through the street, and the bands playing behind it, and everybody's cheering and clapping and. The stop, and this godfather, he's all in this beautiful white suit, and when they're collecting the money, the stop beside him, and he puts a few coins in, and then he realizes everybody's watching, and he pulls out his wallet, and he shows everybody, and everybody claps as he puts it in, and then he goes and murders somebody. <laughs> his motive for giving was to be seen, look at me, look at me, that's the thing always put me off children in need, folks, sorry if you like it, but. If you want to raise money for charity, what do you need to be on showing everybody what you've done for? You know, let your arms be in secret. Same with Cap thing. always annoyed me about Cap. Bringing people to the platform. This man was destitute. He had no money. He's a gap. Why do that with people? But, I'm sorry, I'm going on the rant there. Our motive for giving, what is it? You see, some people want to hear the trumpet sound for them. As they give, they want others to know how generous they are. And Jesus, again, strategically placed, he saw those who give. But more importantly, he knows why they give. They gave out of duty, and that, okay, I mean, define duty. You know, hopefully you get what I'm saying here. They were Jewish, and it was their duty to give. That's what I'm saying. But Jesus doesn't want us to give just out of duty, out of love. Because when we give out of duty, we will give just what's required. You go to the shop and it's 155 for milk, by the way. You give them 155. You give out of duty, that's your responsibility to give that. But when you give to God, it's out of love. And Jesus, again, strategically placed in the house of the Lord when we give. He sees what we give. This poor widow had made an acceptable gift, and again, it was not its value, but rather it was the spirit of the giver. Because she gave all that she had. In other words, this is telling us she went home with nothing. She could have went home to an empty larder, or whatever they called it back then, and go home hungry. But to her, God's work was more important. Wasn't it Elijah said to the woman, Give me what you have? She says, I've only enough to feed me. And she gave it to him because she recognized God's servant, God's work, and she gave. Like this widow woman, she wanted to honor God. And it wasn't that she walked in with this penny in the air. She walked in and slipped it into the treasury. Probably, a, we could assume watching everyone else give dollar bill or not dollar bills, whatever the bills were back then. A lot of money. But Jesus seen the motive for her giving. Some people actually give out of guilt, thinking that if I give a few extra pounds this week, the Lord will forgive me for what happened on well, Tuesday, whatever. Some people give out of self-righteousness. Some people give out of display. But church, for me, the worst thing, and sadly it's promoted in a lot of churches today. Some people give to get something back. I stand totally against the prosperity gospel. Nowhere in the Bible do I read God's going to make you rich if you give Him all you can. Nowhere. And I challenge anyone to show me, and I don't mean that in an argumentative way. You see, Jesus loves a willing heart. He doesn't love a wanting heart. And shame on those who stand and tell people, give me a thousand dollars and there'll be a hundred thousand your account next week. Is that not what the Bible teaches, church? When we give with a willing heart, not expecting anything back, then God blesses us. He wants us to give out of love. He wants us to give out of commitment. Do you remember being a Christian? You're totally committed to the Lord? your whole lifestyle. Therefore, we give with a proper motive. People who give for any reason other than selflessness, they can never be satisfied. I don't know, do they think they can buy God's favor? Never feel they have, you know, done anything wrong? They think maybe because they're prospering and whatever field they're in, they're, they're on God's blessing. You know, Satan blesses people too, folks. Look up the Illumina, Illuminati. Read all about that, folks, and you'll see how Satan blesses people. Jesus honors unselfish giving. And you know something? The rich as well as the poor can give honorably. Remember, it's the motive for your gesture that reveals your love for God and for his house. What giving does the Lord honor? Well, all giving, but I believe he especially honors sacrificial giving, and this is what this woman was doing. This was a sacrifice. A sacrifice is something that costs you. It's not something you can easily afford. It's something that costs you. That's a true sacrifice. You see, no one prompted this woman to give. <clears throat> there was no major call for special giving this Sabbath. She chose to sacrifice on a normal Sabbath day. She chose to sacrifice. She chose to honor God. And if we look at scriptures, we'll see that anyone who had a genuine Desire to help others and serve the Lord. They sacrificed. It cost them what they did. It cost them. They maybe had to adjust a few things to make this sacrifice. But they did it willingly. That God would be honored. And God in honoring them wasn't going to make them a millionaire. But in blessing them and what they're doing. And helping them. Church, see at the end of the day, here's the real truth. Look at what the Lord sacrificed for you and me. He sacrificed His glory to dwell amongst us as a man and die on the cross that we may be forgiven. That is the ultimate sacrifice, church. And I think He deserves all the worship and praise we can give Him. This was the greatest sacrifice of all. This gift from the Lady was truly a sacrifice. As we can see, they gave out of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. And so the Bible clearly teaches that if you do not give to the Lord, then you're not honoring the Lord. I, you're allowed to disagree with me, but I believe in tithing. I don't believe it's optional, church. I believe it's obligatory. I've tithed from the first time Pastor Connolly taught me tithing. We're not rich, but you know something? We're blessed. We're blessed. Because we've honored God, and God has honored us. And I know many people here could tell you the same thing. Many, many people here could tell you the same thing. I've heard testimonies from people You heard of a need And made a sacrifice and they gave to an individual whom they heard was struggling. So it was still giving to the Lord. And they sacrificed. They did without something because they wanted to honor God by honoring one of his people. And when they did that, the the blessing of God came upon their home. And although they got stuff back that they say was from God and I believe them, They weren't made millionaires, but they were blessed for what they did. Why? They honored God. And they met a need of one of his people. You see, church, I'm sharing this with you today, not so that we can raise a huge collection. But as a Christian, you understand your duty to the Lord. Your commitment to the Lord means that you want to give unto the Lord. If he's not the God of your wallet or your purse, he's not your God at all. Determine, church, today that you will honor the Lord with your substance. That you will not put your needs before the work of the Lord. Yes, I did say that. Because that's sacrifice. There's lots of things we would all like in life, wouldn't it? But God's Work comes first. When the pay packet comes in, God's share goes out first. And then we decide what to do. That's what the Bible teaches, folks. The promise is that when we honor God, He will honor us. And you know, sacrifice, <coughs> it's not all about giving money. Our old, the late brother Connolly had a little saying, I'm sure many of the younger men, if you go. Two slides forward there for me. That was his favorite three words when you spoke to him. Give the Lord. You want to serve God? Give the Lord your time. Give the Lord your talent and give the Lord your tithe. Give the Lord your time. Sacrifice your time and God will honor you. And I say this not as a boast church, it's just an example sacrificing your time. I remember way back in the 80s, I was working 16-hour shifts. So I hadn't seen Jane or the girls because by the time I was up and away to work, they were just getting up for school, so I never seen it. I got home at 7 o'clock and came straight to the prayer meeting church. And the kids were in bed when I went home. And being married to a godly woman, that wasn't a problem. But we sacrificed our time. She made the sacrifice with me not being there. Why? Because I wanted to honor God. Absolutely knackered, and to be honest with you, I fell asleep a couple of times. But I wanted to, I wanted to be in God's house. And other people were the exact same, by the way I'm not the only one. Sacrifice your time. I remember speaking to a lady, her and her husband came to church for a while, and she was saying she would like to do more in church. And I said, why don't you come out on a Wednesday night? With a pr- I think it was a prayer meeting back then. We used to switch the prayer meetings and the Bible study. I think it was a prayer meeting. So I can't come out on a Wednesday night. I wash my hair on a Wednesday night. I thought, oh my Lord. I wash my hair on a Wednesday night. There's six other nights. Well five. We can't do it on the Lord's day. See, people aren't prepared to sacrifice. She would have had to have given up this night, which she had set aside for this particular task, rather than come to the house of the Lord and pray. And what about your talent? Can you give your talent unto the Lord. It's all different talents, it's not just preaching, music, singing. Your talent could be hard work. And I feel that the Lord needs that talent. We've been blessed. You know, our tech guys and Pastor Peter, what talent. And God bless him, he gives it all to the Lord. What a musician. The sound, he gave his talent to God and God has blessed him for that. And Cameron, David, young man there on the overhead, that's their talent and they give it to God. There's something that you can do which would bless the church and all you have to do is give it to God and God will bless it. And you know when the anointing of the Lord comes on it, it's completely different. told you about our daughter Ruth. Very proud. Watched her one night singing in the Grand Opera House. Tears to my eyes, so proud. But you know something? When she sang in the house of the Lord, it was just completely different. There was an anointing on it. The talent she gave to the Lord. And you also would be the same. Give your talent, give your time to the Lord. I'm tired during the week. We're all tired during the week. But sacrifice. Come out to the house of the Lord. Come out to the prayer meeting. And we'll have to move down, or move back down to the big room in the stables. And obviously, your tithe. Your time, your talent, and your tithe. The three T's. Very simple, that, isn't it? Simple to remember. But Lord, I want to honor you. Well then, give them your time. Give them your talent. Give them your tithe. Lord, I want to see this church grow. Give God your time. Give God your talent. There's people that haven't been in the pulpit and there's an even bigger blessing than I am to this church because they're hard workers. They work away in the background. They come up here when there's concerts on and sacrifice their time. Standing out in the wind in the rain, taking dogs' abuse. I have to pray anytime I go out to help them for grace. But what are they doing? They're giving God their time and God will bless them for it. Let the Lord speak to you this morning, not me. Let God speak to you this morning. Let you examine yourself before the Lord. If you've been even praying, and you can round the church telling people, "I'd love to see this. I'd love to see that." Well, you know what? Give God your time, give God your talent, give God your tithe, and you'll see it. Amen. Because that's what God will bless. He doesn't bless half-heartedness, church. And I'm speaking to myself here too. He doesn't bless a layer to see attitude. He blesses those. We are totally focused on him and his work. And that brings growth in your own life, in your family's life, and in your church. Ask the musicians to come back. We're gonna worship.